0: Welcome to the Nerdaplexi Comic Movie Review Show. In this series, we normally break down and analyze every comic movie released between 1989's Batman all the way to 2008's Iron Man. But. That was a pregnant but. I didn't know you could get one of those. <laughs> Great. I, this, this is yeah. This is going well. It's October. I don't know. Uh, well, depending on when you're listening to this, but currently for us in our timeline, it's not quite October because we're filming ahead of schedule. But it will be October when this episode is released, and that means we have to determine is the movie spooky or spooky. It's October. It's time for spooky or spooky. And this month we've got a byline because we're in theme months. This this whole year that started in September. It started with Sly Timber. We're, we're taking themes all the way. This is the year of themes. We're in October, October where we watch the eight installments of good franchises to check in with their possibly worst movies. Joining me on this spooky journey is my longtime friend and frequent co corpse Sam.
1: What? Um, gorgeous guy at 10 o'clock looks sensual.
0: <laughs> oh, we're gonna have fun this month. Also helping us out on this one is the spookiest social media manager around. Let's Dave! This voyage is doomed. I have won this episode and it is Give Me Those towels. <laughs> so sit back, relax. And grab your toxic waste as we spook into Friday the 13th, part eight. Jason Takes Manhattan.
2: That's a terrible sequel to Muppets Take Manhattan. That's all I'm saying. Jason Takes It Back.
1: (laughs) They couldn't hold it for long enough. (laughs) Jason Takes
0: It Back. Released July 28th, 1989. Directed by Rob Hayden, starring Jensen Daggett, Scott Reeves, Kane Hodder, And what is principal uncle's name? Peter Mark Richmond. So, okay. I must say, I am a huge Friday the 13th fan. Jason is, hands down, the best slasher series. I don't think it's the best, but it is absolutely my favorite.
1: It's iconic for sure.
0: This is my guy. Now, I love Jason, but I don't know that I think Kane Hodder is my guy. That's a hot take maybe, but when did he come into it? I'm interested in that. What is his first one? So he's in seven. The new blood is when he starts. Okay. Because he has a style of heavy breathing Jason. That's like his thing. He likes to move his shoulders. But we can get into more of that. Sorry. This is one of my franchises guy. This is Judge Dredd all over again. You'll have to let me know when I need to move on. Just give me a ring-a-ding-ding. So, when was the first time you guys saw this movie? Is anybody watching Fresh? I know Sam is not.
2: The first time I watched this movie was last October. I watched all of Up to this one, all of the Friday the 13th movies.
0: This is one of the early ones I saw. I must have watched this on cable or something because the boxing scene at the end of the movie is one of my very first good bad moments I've ever had with a movie ever, watching this movie. This isn't my first Friday the 13th, but I remember seeing this and I think maybe watching it with friends. And it was the first time I was watching a horror movie and I wasn't scared of it. So I have some history with this one.
1: This is definitely a far more comical approach.
0: I'm not sure if purposeful. It has a different feel, that's for sure. than even the last movie, that's New Blood. Which one is that? Because Six is my favorite. I believe Six is the one at the camp for troubled youth. And I think that's my absolute favorite. That one was really good. Technically doesn't have Jason, but that's okay because the first movie doesn't have Jason, which I really enjoyed. So new blood. Oh, that's when she's got the fully psychic powers. Yeah. So that was pretty good. Six is very good. It doesn't have Jason. Oh, that's what I meant to say, because the first one doesn't have Jason. We get a rehashing of the Jason narrative pretty close to the beginning, but not before. We get our only shots of actual real New York, a shot of Times Square and like a shot of the street. Am I right? Those are the only like actual scenes of New York. Why does
2: Crystal Lake go into New York? Don't think about that. We'll get to that.
1: There's a lot to do with budget in this one. They wanted it to be mostly in Manhattan, but the budget did not allow for that. So ultimately ended up being mostly on a boat. And even some of the Manhattan scenes were in Canada.
0: We get some shots in New York with weird narration to no purpose, to no end.
2: I got to say the music on this one, this opening song, it's a bop. I love it. I love the opening to this. It set the tone for what would have been a great movie, but then they like completely shifted away from the city. I've also noticed they've taken the
1: <laughs> and turned it into <laughs> and it's really bad.
2: I thought I was going crazy. I did have two margaritas to start this movie. It's a double mark <laughs> flick from way back. I had a fuzzies Hoagie and I think
0: I've got another up there that I think I might crack into after this. You know that the director,
1: <laughs> Rob Hedden, He also directed a 2019 TV series that I think he's probably more famous for called Pooh Poo (laughs) Papa. What
2: the fuck is that?
1: I mean, it exists.
2: What is it?
0: Oh, actually, please don't tell me. It's not what it sounds like. (laughs) (laughs) This is the point in the episode where you would tell
2: us about the... Yeah, you'd have to. (laughs) It's the law.
0: Ken
1: DeVision is Papa in it. And I'm pretty sure that's the other half of the Borat duo. (laughs) So maybe it is what you think it is in a world caught up with political correctness. One man does not get it. Poopoo Papa, your equal opportunity offender. Oof. This is one of those things where I don't see that it has like a one season in 2019 and it has just a pilot. Okay. Why would you put something that never got picked up after pilot on somebody's IMDb page? (laughs) (laughs) Unless Rob Hedden is curating his own IMDb page. There's no reason for that to be there.
0: Why why tease us with this Hedden knowledge?
1: (laughs) Legends of the Hedden Temple.
0: Uh, We get to see all of the New York set pieces that we will later visit. The staircase escalator, the rats swimming in toxic waste, Chekhov's toxic waste, the diner where a lady is furiously pointing at her coffee cup.
1: And a very tall man is also there. That very tall man. He was going to be Jason until they picked up.
0: Kane Hunter. I was going to say at the very end of the movie, there's like a moment that seems like a cameo with that very tall man. That was what I was wondering if he was a prior or possible Jason. Yeah, he was a possible Jason. They kept him in. But then bam, bing, bang, boom. We're back at the lake. We're on the water. Hashtag yacht life. A yacht is slowly cruising by the old Camp Crystal Lake, the old abandoned spooky Camp Crystal Lake with a big-ass power line just barely under the waves. Just beneath the surface.
1: Just so delicately. What I should have done before watching this one is watch the last 10 minutes of the last one because maybe there's an explanation as to why he's under the water.
0: There is. He's chained up to the pier, and then she sinks the pier with her psychic brain power.
1: Okay. She uses peer pressure. (laughs) Nice. I feel like I made that joke
0: before, like really recently.
2: Like six times, I think, in the series. At least, and probably even (laughs)
1: like just in Samaritan.
0: (laughs) But yes, that is easily traceable if you're watching in sequence, because I recently did a watch through as well, Dave. I think six, seven, and eight are pretty sequential. Speaking of a watch-through, I saw in the IMDb trivia that the
1: whole cast of this movie did a marathon watch-through of the first seven movies right before they filmed. That's so good. I think it's pretty cool as far as like team building and stuff, and they were like setting out at that time to, they wanted to make the absolute best Jason movie. Bless your heart. Which I would argue the best thing you could do to make a good Jason movie is not watch any of the that's other That's my
2: exact thought. That's the worst thing you could do. Start fresh, bro. It should always be like, what do you think this guy with the hockey mask does? And that's how you make the movie. We haven't quite figured out a good
1: reason for why he is the way he is.
2: Figure out what you do. You had all summer to think of it.
0: I really think that explains Julius's whole behavior Because he watched all of those and he was like, I'm going to be the best, coolest guy that's ever was in a Friday the 13th. And it works. Ah. No. (laughs) He may have gotten ahead of himself. So we've got this yacht. It's just right there. We've got a couple. They're getting hot and heavy. Big
1: mistake. Huge. They're listening to Exposition Radio. You find out that there's going to be a, a New York boat trip because they're graduating on the 13th, which I think... The calendar on or around Crystal Lake should skip the 13th, kind of like buildings do the 13th floor.
2: <laughs> what does he do then? Let me Dave out on this one super quick. Uh, excuse me, I hate to interrupt. It's Dave down. Let me Dave down real quick. Sounds oddly sexual. It does a little, and I'm not, I'm not against it. But let me...
1: <laughs> well, you could say it's like a yoga thing. Downward
2: facing Dave. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where was I? You were daving down. I was daving down, okay, he is planning on getting hot and heavy with this girl. And then he's like, I better go throw the anchor. Why wouldn't he have thrown the anchor first? Oh, you never know whenever you're going to feel amorous. Bro, the
0: boat was moving. The boat was actively sailing. I don't know. (laughs) They were both butt ass naked and the boat was like still going full steam cruising. It's insane. I imagine he knows how to sail that thing. Maybe it was a euphemism.
1: Maybe he said, I'm gonna drop anchor.
0: It seemed like a thing, and then he actually did. What is wilder than that is that you're getting hot and heavy with the girl, and you're like, Hold on, babe. I'm gonna go pull a prank on you. We're in a boat. I just told you a spooky story. I just summed up the first movie of the franchise because I just watched all
1: seven. The sequence doesn't much matter, but they throw the anchor and that is a catalyzing event for revitalizing Jason, because it hits the power line that he's attached to, and his coming back to life due to that electrical wire is perfectly done, perfectly shot, complete masterpiece of VFX.
2: Yeah, why would you even think about fixing that?
1: It's perfect, and so that's good. But yeah, Jimmy, this dude, I don't even know why I know his name, except that I wrote it right down. But he is, (laughs) him, him, first of all, freaking his old lady out with that story, and then, I mean, when you say pull a prank, his prank is- (laughs) His prank is attempted murder. It's particularly bad and particularly
0: premeditated. Yeah, he had a mask out
1: there. He intended on doing this the whole
0: time. She didn't even know the story before that. He never even told her about the fucking hockey mask. He said, she's thinking it's the mom. That's the only story she knows. There's no
1: coincidence. He doesn't just happen to have a retracting knife on deck just in case a prank comes up. This was a prepared prank. So he fake stabs her. He's definitely a theater kid. Peak douchebag. How could you do that? At this point in time, absolutely cannot wait for Jason to murder this dude. Kill this man. And also, this is throughout the whole movie, but Jason, he does come aboard. And actually, hey, that's a good porn parody. Jason comes aboard.
2: (laughs) (laughs)
0: It's like Captain Ron, but with a naked Jason Voorhees. But Jason is just just
1: slorching around the whole entire
0: film. He is
1: so wet. He's dripping wet. (laughs) There's so much squelch. He's so wet. How often do you think that some stagehand had to bring in like a bucket of water and just dump it on him to keep him that wet?
2: The Foley artist had such a bad job on this one. They had to come on as often
0: as that beleaguered PA had to come on (laughs) set to wipe down Dolph Lundgren. So this is kind of like a reverse Lundgren. (laughs) It's a reverse Lundgren. Lundgren too
1: wet. Jason, not wet enough. Not wet enough. <laughs> they just have like a dunk tank right <laughs> off screen
0: 100% of the time. It's not even water. It's fucking Nickelodeon slime that they're dumping on this man. This man is getting gacked 24-7. He's so
1: wet. Oh, I have to imagine, I'm, and I've worn wet socks <laughs> for like an afternoon, and like my, the skin on my feet have all but degloved. So I can only imagine what that's doing for Kane Hodder's entire bodice.
0: So why he lost his damn mind.
1: I wonder how often he sheds skin like a snake during the filming of this movie. Can't get over here for your cold slime. Hang on. I have to go down to the next layer. And actually perfectly explains why later in the movie we see his face and it looks like that. That's entirely why. He was so wet. Like paper mache. All it takes is water. Water made the Grand Canyon. Yep. It can do that to your face. <laughs> your boy
0: is slimy. He's so wet. Speaking of so wet. um, No, uh, no, no, no. no, I refuse. (laughs) I cannot allow that
1: transition in good faith. Speaking of a wet transition, (laughs) Jason, the real Jason, after Jimmy has done his bit, he's fake stabbed her and got back into her good graces somehow because I would have probably murdered him myself if I was Susie. And Jason proper shows up, finds that nice mask that Jimmy set aside for him, Brandy new mask. How lucky. So he puts that right on. And Susie, he's like, somebody stop me. Susie hops out the window so fast. I really wanted Susie to make it. Like, I really wanted her to live because she dips out on Jimmy so fast. She did the right thing. As soon as this big wet Jason shows up with a little harpoon gun or whatever it is he has, she's out of there in a very slow harpoon death.
0: (laughs) It's a harpoon, yeah. Misses with the first shot and then stabs him with the harpoon gun, which seems like it would be cool. But ah, I think missed opportunity. Jason picked up the prop knife and stabbed him with the prop knife and then be like, oh, and then just like turned it around and just stuck it through his head or something.
2: That's super good.
1: That's very good because it shows his forcefulness. He'll stab him with a fake knife and it doesn't really work. But then he'll still stick that whole thing through his head. Doll, This prop
0: knife is still going to kill you whether it's supposed to or not. I don't think they had a big budget for the kills in this one because they're all pretty busted.
1: This is the first movie where Jason actually strangles somebody to death.
0: That's probably the best one. Which would have been the cheapest one. He missed with the harpoon, and then he gets the harpoon, and yeah, I was with you. I did hope she was going to get away. I thought he was going to open up the container, and she would have been in a different container, and then would like, oh, fucking, I'm out of here. But no, she does get slow harpooned.
2: I like the slow harpoon death. That's my favorite death.
0: It was extremely slow. Not great. She just didn't do anything. Cut to an oil tanker that is apparently going to take 14 high school students to the Isle of Manhattan through the lake.
2: Through the Crystal Lake that leads to a river. What? Well, okay. So there's some problems. Some geographical issues. Mm -hmm. Maybe Crystal Lake is in Springfield kind of goes across 14 states. Here's what I think. They were
0: at Camp Crystal Lake and Jason's on the yacht because Jason steals the yacht. So, okay, what if these people are from Camp Crystal Lake? Right. Get on the boat elsewhere. Get on the boat elsewhere. Jason has taken the boat to a smaller river because that's a pretty small boat. It's like a houseboat. And he takes that and then we see the boat arrive and dock. So he has taken that from Crystal Lake down the estuaries and what have you to arrive at this fucking, obviously, the ocean. I mean, that's the ocean, right? This is in Canada. That's the fucking ocean. Because then they arrive via ocean. So the lake cannot have led to the ocean. That boat is way too big to have ever been in Camp Crystal Lake. You can see the sides. Also, the
1: ship's called Lazarus, which I thought was a pretty good name for a boat in a movie about a guy who keeps coming back from the dead.
0: It's a good boat. I like the boat.
1: Bad captain. (laughs) Not a great captain, no. There's a weird father-son ship captain subplot that I did find a little bit fascinating. Wish they would have got a little deeper into that, but it's not to be. <laughs> is that real maritime law? I mean... Do you just pass down captain g- genetically? I guess. I guess the captain can say whoever the next captain is.
0: Maybe in Panama. I don't know Panama law. I also don't know about the the, the Stephen, Stephen King's fountain pen.
1: Yeah, so we see Rennie and some matriarchal figure in her life, some teacher or something or other, no idea, don't understand the dynamics between almost anybody. No. But that's not really super important. She does gift Rennie for graduation a fountain pen that was Stephen King's. It's very sharpish. This fountain pen's gonna come in handy at some point. The
0: penis mightier.
1: The penis mightier.
2: The penis mightier.
1: Than the sword. You'll rule the day you crossed me, Beck And we also meet the crew of the ship who is just one like crazy mechanic guy who keeps telling them that their voyage is doomed and yet they're doomed still getting on the boat himself
0: we've got an admiral an admiral for some reason who is in charge of this boat taking 14 high school students to manhattan the co-captain or co-pilot whatever the first mate i guess and then a handsome deckhand and then a doomsaying deckhand imagine if you're at the airport (laughs) And there's some ticket
1: taker whatever. Somebody grabs your luggage (laughs) and looks you dead in the eye and says, your flight is doomed. Are you going to get on the plane? No. I think I heed the warning. Although I would expect the deckhand to heed his own warning and not get on the boat himself.
0: Yeah, he's still kicking it there.
1: Yeah, just be like, this voyage is doomed. I'm out of here. And then have him be like the first person Jason kills to get onto the boat.
2: Isn't there like a Devon Sawa movie like that? I think there might be a
0: couple. Not eight, though. I wish there were eight.
1: There's not? God, that's such a perfect named series for an eight <laughs> destination.
0: Maybe next year. Um. So we meet some more. Let's run through the, the, the killable people on this one. We've got tomorrow. She's the prom queen. Wayne, he's the weird video kid.
1: In a class of 14, is it as exciting to be the prom queen?
0: Yeah, I don't think.
1: Out of four people that could have been prom queen besides her
0: there's a lot of weird dynamics um the principal is also Rennie's uncle she's the main gal Julius the boxer kid Sean who is the admiral's young prodigy and he's not cut out for this because he didn't toot the horn good enough he
1: did not do a toot he had to give a toot toot and give a beep beep <laughs> so that they know
0: in the end it turns out that he was right and he shouldn't have toot tooted or beep beeped He's not cut out for it, but he has been gifted a sextant that his father used in his youth and also a damn dirty computer. We've got JJ, the guitar girl.
1: Yes. and She did have a rock show in the Crow's Nest, which was a great introduction for her. Yeah, I mean, her video was pretty good. I give her credit because the fake guitar playing, perfectly passable as real guitar playing. She was locked in. She may actually
0: play guitar. I believed that after I watched it.
1: Or she took very seriously the role of getting those particular guitar parts pretty close to right.
0: It's very very least did her homework. She looked like she was doing it. And I mean, if you look like you could play guitar, you could probably play guitar. It's basically the same thing. Okay, so we get the Statue of Liberty pendant. The biggest, gaudiest, weirdest looking necklace I've ever seen. Sean and Rennie, they're in love. You know, so it's burgeoning. He's very upset about his daddy not loving him just right because he's not a good boat boy. And she's upset because, I don't know, she's got something nebulous happened and she's afraid of water. Spoiler,
1: no spoiler, she almost drowned trying to learn to swim because... Uncle Daddy. Peter Mark Richman threw her into the water in Crystal Lake where Jason did drown. Pretty beat thing to do.
2: Similarly...
0: He did tell her the story that Jason's here. And if you can't swim, Jason will drag you to the bottom of the lake. Well, I mean, but if you can't swim, that's just going to happen anyhow. But it turns out he was right. And now did they form a psychic connection? Through the movie, I was assuming that she was like psychic. Well, here's what I think happened. And I have nothing to back me up. Okay. But I think
1: probably whenever they wrote this, it was as a direct sequel to Seven with the psychic girl. And she was supposed to be. Yeah. So this girl can either be psychic or just
0: PTSD. Yeah, psychic or flashbacks. Yeah, you're right.
2: I thought it was kind of like dream y And I thought it was going to be like their way into the Nightmare on Elm Street. And that makes sense
1: because that's what they wanted it to lead to. But the Freddy vs. Jason didn't happen for like 14 more years, I believe. But it makes sense because there's some kills. Mike Myers has a way of walking slow but still catching you. Jason kind of always had that similar vibe to him. But in this one, he straight up teleports. He's Batman.
0: Yeah, he does a Batman later when he chokes that young lady. But I'm so shook about this whole boat idea. How long is it supposed to take? They have their own private rooms. I don't know how many kids are supposed to be here. I don't know how long this journey is supposed to take, even though they set off and there's a very terrible storm. They play shuffleboard. There's like a dance hall. Skeet shooting. The skeet shooting on board? Above the shuffleboard. Uh, What is this boat? And it's definitely an oil tanker. There's no way this is a passenger ship. It was
1: obviously written with not being on a boat in mind. (laughs) There's like a big scene with like a dance hall that would have been a nightclub in New York that evidently took 14 hours to film. Oh shit, that's
0: fucked up. This style and the fits in this are on point. I really liked everybody's outfits before everyone was just like soaking wet and slimy. We get to see where Julius is very good at boxing because they're having a boxing match. I feel like he'll give Jason
1: a real run for his money just purely on his punching power alone. (laughs) (laughs) You would think so.
2: And we see Tamir do some coke. That's a real toot toot.
0: Yeah, there's some boat bumps for sure. But then after the boat boxing... JJ, she goes down in the in the basement to get like a good vid. The echo was really righteous down there, or something.
1: Hey, I hear there's this big power room downstairs. We can get supreme concert hall echo.
0: So come on down, and shoot a basement tape on me, okay? She gets uh, axed
1: <laughs> by a guitar. See, uh huh, uh huh. And
0: Rennie has visions of a dying boy. This is her psychic stuff. And her dog gets away. Why would you bring this dog on a boat? It's like a service animal. I guess it helps her with her psychic visions or something. But he does run away. It helps her get Rover it. And Rennie, <laughs> Rennie bumps into the two popular girls who were doing their boat bumps. Bumps. Ah, there you go. Bumps into the bumps. <laughs> you said it. Well, I, I, yeah, but I'm stupid. Okay. Rennie runs away and unbeknownst to her uncle principal daddy pops in and catches them doing the drugs. And they think that uh, Rennie ratted on them, which will become important later when they do an attempted murder casually in front of witnesses. Meanwhile, a real murder is taking place where Jason walks into a man in the sauna and picks up a very hot rock and slams it into his abdomen. Hot rock to the gut. Very good. I've heard of uh, rot gut, but not rock gut (laughs) speaking
1: of a sick burn (laughs) gut buster the uncle principal daddy he um (laughs) first of all this cruise has science projects and stuff people have to turn in which is very weird (laughs) um
2: super weird
1: (laughs) i really understand that at all biology projects specifically but he does burn wayne the camera guy because he's talking about people's futures and And Wayne's like,
0: maybe some of us don't want our futures predicted. And he's like, (laughs) well, in your case, I'm sure
1: that's true. So, Sick Burn, followed by Sick Burn.
0: He dunks on these kids the whole fucking movie. He's dunking on children. I hate this guy, but I like to hate this
1: guy. Peter Mark Richman. That's a a later segment. He's got that classic actor look, and he's absolutely slumming it. (laughs) Oh, Yeah. He also did some voice acting on Spider-Man animated series. He was old Peter Parker and uh, Batman animated series and Batman Beyond. Oh, cool. So he's got quite a little voiceover career.
0: As revenge for getting uh, her in trouble, Tamara hip checks Rennie right off the whole fucking boat. Yep, tries to drown her. That'll get her not to tell on them. Kill her. She came to murder so quick. She can't tell on us if she's dead. She was like, I heard that she's afraid of water let's kill her in water
1: (laughs) and she sees things underwater different levels of the drowning jason seems like a lot of different jasons in this one perfectly normal looking kid is one of the jasons which i thought was interesting then there's the eyeball gooey eyeball jason kid jason with this like destroyed disheveled
0: face looks like a terrible mask a lot of jasons they're throwing a lot at you here and they're trying to up the ante in strange ways Luckily, Sean comes to the rescue and Rennie is saved. And this is where we get that good, good line. Give me those towels. He's really doing the most. Principal Daddy. There's a scene where the little ghost baby Jason comes through a mirror, which is a theme that goes on. So the final projects are due. Uncle Principal Daddy is going to Tamara's room because he needs that biology project. And she's got a different project in mind it's a seduction blackmail
2: setup a classic seduction blackmail setup
0: i love that she goes to all the trouble of using a body paint to make anatomy on herself like her ribs and her heart and like her guts i guess taking off her robe and then being in lingerie with paint on it's a good bit i appreciate the commitment
1: it's a reach though it has to be seductive if it's not seductive if she can't get close to him then the video is worthless As you said, though, it is a trap and Wayne's out there filming and he doesn't try to get the tape off them even a little bit, which I thought was interesting. He
0: also doesn't really try to stop.
1: The tape is maybe the least damning evidence against him anyway. As Far as I can tell, he's a single dude and she's a graduate. But
0: I mean, I'm sure it's a bad look. I guess the thought is that they could like cut it and things because he waits a decent amount of time to then say, "Okay, enough of this. I want to see where it was going. (laughs) <laughs> yeah he was like well let's see let's see he's like yeah, actually you know what
1: nothing below my waist works even remotely so i don't know why i entertained this for as long as i did <laughs> i would have attempted maybe a little bit harder to get the tape off of this 80 pound girl who's holding it there's only one copy of the tape yeah firmly so- satisfied in her seduction attempt tamra goes to shower off all of the maybe this is why she had to put all that stuff on her body so that she could have oh, so to shower right after
0: a reason to check. Sh- Cause she has to shower it off. Yeah. Okay. You're right. There you go. We- we've solved it. As we <laughs> I always mean, we've, do. We've solved
1: it like from a writer's perspective in the need to see naked teen girls. Uh, <laughs> that explains it.
0: <laughs> I guess that explains it better. She does get murdered by a mirror, which is I think pretty interesting because she was using a mirror earlier to do bumps. So like, it's pretty good it's a decent shot when her body is found later yet again not really super imaginative you don't really see anything he breaks the mirror like when the stunt double hits their head on the mirror that's a pretty good shot but other than that it's kind of a boring kill you don't really see anything he just picks up a shard of mirror and then later on like the posing is nice but the kill's a little lackluster the admiral and the first mate, they get caught. They're pretty who, good. The first mate who just had a baby. 19
1: months. They had to let us know. I was trying to figure out what my notes said here, and I figured it out. It, very odd ass-based death. <laughs> <laughs> Followed by a throat slashing. So He stabbed something into that first mate's ass. It's like yeah,
2: a boat hook really is what it is, I think. <laughs> That's not the problem. But yet
0: again, it's just a budget thing because it's like dark and then like, well, he'll just jam it like off into the left and it'll look like it's going to your back and I'll We'll just count it off. We'll go three, two, one. And then you you just act like you've been stabbed. Uh, but yes, it looks like he puts it right up his butt. <laughs> Later, you see it sticking out of his like upper to middle back, but he does stab him in the booty at least once. We at least at least once, you know. But we all know where it went in. <laughs> Jason in this art uh, in this movie, he follows the tradition of he is a he is a body artist, whereas that he does like to stage his kills
2: He never does the same kill twice. It's all about the tableau.
0: He kills the first mate with the thing, and the when the captain walks in and sees the first mate, he goes, "Oh, this is Jason's commitment. He is going to slash your throat one way or the other, even if he has to do it with the wrong side of a fucking machete." So here, there's no spurting blood. It just makes a little line and it goes, oh, uh, and falls forward, which is fine. I don't hate that in a horror movie, but not if it's Friday the 13th, part eight. You gotta give me a little something. Tom Savini worked on this fucking thing. You've got to give me some juice. It was like they stepped back on purpose. We need to see some bowels. A lot of bad decisions were made making this movie and also by people in this movie. Like Sean comes in and sees these dead people and he says, everybody get in here. I need everybody to come see these fucking dead bodies.
2: Hey, untrained children that are not military babies like myself come see these corpses real
0: quick i guess the worst thing to do in a crisis is nothing but everybody gathers and then julius decides that they're gonna form a posse and they're gonna go
1: hunt this motherfucker down big time the freaky crewmate
0: says that they're all gonna die he's mostly right this doomsayer guy is absolutely wild like the things that he is saying there's never been a time when it would be okay to say the things he's saying especially not when, like, multiple people have died. All while this is
1: happening, Julius does the posse, and they're, they're doing their weapons. This is my secondary quote. Julius is so badass because they, they ask him what what he's taking to protect himself because they're divvying out weapons, and he's like, Nothing but this gun.
2: <laughs> I can't believe it. Nothing.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, you definitely thought he was going to be like, I owe you my gloves. I thought- Nothing but this gun is...
0: Just really, just kiss. I can't stop thinking about it.
1: A couple deaths here. The one girl is running from Jason. She never makes it to the posse. She makes it to the dance floor and... The party room kill yeah. She immediately forgets which door she came in because she can't figure out another door to go out. She just goes into the dance
0: floor and like spins
1: in a circle until she gets choked.
0: How did she lose sight of him? Because there's a moment she runs in there, turns around, this door's locked, and she turns around. He teleports. And Jason is there, and then she tries a different door, and then he's fucking... He's gone until he's right behind her, choking her. Buckwild. There's a part I need help with here. Okay.
1: So, Wayne goes below deck... Right. ...with a shotgun, right?
0: Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Okay. That is him with a shotgun. So, then he just... Somebody, like, runs up on him, and he shoots immediately. Steam blew his glasses. Right. He loses his glasses, can't see a dang thing. And then immediately waxes the handsome repairman. Yeah. He's tied for second for most kills in this movie.
0: Tied for second. But, yeah, he waxes this guy and has no fucking remorse at all. It's He's like, oh, no, what have I done? He's just like, ah, shit. Oh, well. He doesn't have very good
1: survival instincts either. He sees Jason and he like runs away for like three seconds and then stops and he's like investigating something else. I'm like, Jason's right behind you, dude. What are you doing? And he electrocutes him, which is good.
0: The electrocution is good and it starts a fire and Jason is conscientious. He's on a boat. He pulls the fire alarm right away. Gotta be safe. Pretty good. Safety first, then friendship. He's afraid of water. I get it. This is big for him. So another member of the posse gets killed from being tossed from the top sail, which is pretty cool. And he lands on the antenna, even cooler. Jason climbs so goddamn fast. Now we're only into the second act, but
1: Rennie does get chased down to her room by Jason. He's like reaching in.
0: Oh yeah, bust through the
1: porthole. It's pretty cool. I like that. But she's able to get hold of that Stephen King pen. The true story behind that, she is actually horrified because Kane Hodder is pulling her directly towards a shard of glass that was there and he didn't see it there but he's slowly pulling her towards actual glass (laughs) oh my gosh
0: (laughs) she's literally fighting for her life
1: yeah Stephen King pen to the eye and so he moves on on onto the next one which is the crazy guy who we don't see him
2: kill him but he comes out with an axe in his back he found that flare gun didn't use it it would have been such a cooler kill well he tries to but This is
0: really when Principal Daddy is, like, just fucking giving it to the Admiral Baby. He's just, like, yelling at him. He's like, why can't you steer this boat, you imbecile? Yeah, he's not a good guy. Shouldn't you know how to drive this boat? You just graduated high school. I hope you can find shore soon, Captain. We all don't want to drown out here. It's so
1: insane. There's nothing redeeming about this guy.
0: After he yells at him, he's like, well, we got the lifeboat. Like, I'm ready to go. Let's paddle away. The boat's on fire. All the students gather in the restaurant, and they all Titanic. They're all dead. Everybody that worked on that boat, dead. (laughs) All four of them. They hop on the lifeboat. How did the dog get in there? Was the dog just already on the boat? Maybe she was in Rennie's jacket or something. I think this dog is an accomplice. Or is also magic. Could have been
2: an inhuman. (laughs)
0: Right. <laughs> better not. So
1: Julius is still alive. He fell off the boat before, but he's still alive. He makes it onto the lifeboat, which is important to note because he sees the Statue of Liberty and starts singing. Check it out. Damn, we're in New York. You did it, man. You did
2: it. We are in New York. New York City. Woo-hoo. Yeah. I don't believe it. We may. If I can. Make it there I'll make it boom boom Anyway it's up to you new york new york <laughs> So many people did
1: doesn't seem like the appropriate reaction, except, of course, you should be relieved to see dry land. But he seems like he's more excited to get to rip it up in New York.
0: They finally get there. They land in New York. They're like just safe. They're off of the boat. They must have been paddling for hours, which I don't know how New York fucking sneaks up on you. (laughs) any direction you're coming in it takes like an hour to drive in by car i have to imagine boating there would be quite a pain in the butt but they get there and they dock and like sam said they get there and the principal daddy is yelling at the kid he's like wonderful choice of places to dock a boat mr robertson are you crazy? We're lucky to be alive, bro. The
2: only person with the skill that saved our lives.
0: He's not a very kind, not a very good principal. He's not good at motivating his students. It's all just degrading. It never like serves any purpose. There's a good hockey billboard bit. Oh, yeah, with the big hockey mask thing. Yeah, it's pretty good. But they get a true New York City welcome. They walk four paces, immediately mugged. Instantly mugged. <laughs> mugged and kidnapped and drugged. The interesting thing I wrote here. Uh,
1: The mugger gets a hold of Charles's wallet. He doesn't wait any amount of time to give his wallet up. And he says, Got some good shit here, Holmes. Got that right. What does that mean? What could be in there but money? (laughs) 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 I guess like
0: a visa. (laughs) I guess a lot of money, but... This movie's taking place in 1989, so like money and I'm guessing maybe credit cards or something. Have you ever called credit cards the good shit? In 1989, maybe, maybe he's got an American Express and like a visa and they could like sell them or rack up the, the points or the, not the points, but rack up a couple of the charges. I don't know. Maybe he Guitar had- Get Charles some the... miles. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Maybe he had the trip's petty cash in his pocket. I don't know. Maybe it was lewd photos. Uh, who knows what's in there? Some confiscated boat bumps, perhaps. True. They don't just want the money. They also want to take a girl with them. The 80s in New York were rough. It's not good. This whole sequence, I think, is a little bad and not good. But they do a kidnap, and then they inject her with heroin.
2: Which has zero effect on her, by the way.
1: She's particularly lucid for having done heroin for the first time. Presumably
0: the first time. (laughs) Presumably. High school stuff. This is euphoria shit. (laughs) (laughs) The gang splits up to go try to find a phone as opposed to try to help her. Then Jason gets to do a little needlework. So Jason uh, does kill Rennie's attackers and allows her to escape. One, he stabs the, an empty hypodermic needle into him and just really digs it around there. Then uh, hits another one with their face to a pipe, and that's the kill. That's it. Steam piped? He didn't stick him in the steam pipe. He didn't do a uh, let off some steam, Bennett. None of that.
1: No, he didn't say a word.
0: It just hit him. I thought that was rude. Chonked him and left. Julius
1: is also, I guess, he's giving chase here at this point. And he goes to the safest place he can think of, which is a rooftop. And then he proceeds to punch Jason for uh, what I believe is over one whole minute.
2: It felt like the last half of the movie was him punching Jason. He punched himself out. He punched so much, he could
0: not punch anymore.
2: rope And
0: then said, give your best shot. And there was ample time for him to get off that roof, but he chose to strike a man in a face protector with his bare fists. He almost exclusively hit him in the mask but it seems like he's doing it and he's pushing him back and then he's not and then Jason does take his best shot and it's pretty good (laughs) it does decapitate a boy it's the only cool looking kill knocks his head clean off into a dumpster then the dumpster closes very good like it very much it's a great bit (laughs) it's a good bit it's like a weird Rube Goldberg situation he's got working on there Julius's head was balanced on the cops radio
1: Yes, they said he'll pop up soon enough, and then, lo and behold, his
0: head did just pop up. Right up. Very good. Jason has a flair for pageantry. You've got to really take passion in your work, you know? He does that. He he has a lot of passion in his work. Rennie is high as hell, but the cops show up and are immediately killed. Then <laughs> Rennie decides, you know what? I got this. I'm going to take the wheel. Rennie drives the car, and Jason's in there and hits him with the car. I guess they assumes uh, that he's dead and then tries to also run over ghost baby Jason and instead wrecks the car into a wall, which sets the car on fire, kills mother teacher surrogate and a giant ball of flames. And this is the tie for second place,
2: I believe, is what we're talking about here, Sam.
1: Yep. 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 Randy kills Miss Van Dusen good.
0: Yeah, she does. She (laughs) does do that.
2: It should not have caught up like that. It did not have enough gas. Gasoline was different back then.
0: It had so much gas that it sent my girl on a fucking vision quest to the time (laughs) where Uncle Principal Daddy threw her in the fucking lake. And she was with the only advice he's giving her is shouting swim at her.
1: Yep, not a great guy.
0: It's good advice though. Apparently breaks her brain after that and then she's been afraid of water ever since. Even better, after he gets her out, he says he saved her life. (laughs)
1: which i don't think i don't think you get to say that when you're the reason someone almost
0: dies (laughs) (laughs) when when you threaten the life you cannot save the life that you threatened it does not work that way i stopped the guy from killing you the guy that was gonna kill you was me uncle makes a break for it and then it is time for jason to come collect on charles's ass Uh uh-huh he's gonna give charles a swimming lesson
1: of his own he teleports into the building that Charles runs into throws Charles out of the building
0: very good I find it hard to believe that Charles could get to the second floor of that building that quickly but yeah he, he gets thrown out of the building and then Jason teleports back down and then sticks his head in a toxic waste I don't know just some goop I don't know just
2: some goop it was the same goop that rat was swimming in
0: yeah green goop um so uncle principal daddy's done
1: Renny's just chilling in the alleyway after having murdered a woman
2: so wait did the drugs make her see that vision is that what the drugs ended up doing maybe
0: it like put her into a, a state where she could understand what had happened to her so maybe she has been repressing these things and thinking that they were maybe she's latently psychic like Sam said that makes sense for if she was the psychic girl from the first one so I mean I think it's fine to just assume that
1: Rennie and Sean are now running from Jason and into this building and the absolute funniest part of the movie, Jason just blasting through the glass doors. He walks
0: full stride right through it and shatters it. And yes, that was my biggest laugh. It was like a WWE entrance. It's even funnier than Julius's head coming off. Of him just no hesitation, nothing, just busted that glass. So good. Extremely good. But they hop a subway. And they do a little subway chase. You know, you got to go down the middle, you run out of cars. What do you do? You pull the brake and it gives him enough time to get away. And then Sean really does some stuff here because as Jason gets off the train, he kamikazes and like, I don't know where Sean is jumping from. Did he climb on top of the train? But he comes out of nowhere and pushes Jason onto the third rail and electrocutes him for the sixth fake death of the movie. And then Jason gets to have a nice Times Square moment.
1: That tall guy that he throws into the mirror in the diner is Ken Kersinger, who would go on to play Jason in Freddy vs. Jason in 2003. And he doubles as Jason in a few brief shots in this film.
0: Okay, so it was kind of a setup that this guy also does that when they kind of looked at each other. Which it makes sense that Jason was immediately looking to throw him around because he hates his own reflection. So a version of himself. Yeah, they head into Times Square. A bunch of goons show attack Jason, and he, he lifts up his mask, and they run away.
1: That's a rare brief flex, almost as if it, he needed to do that for himself to get away.
0: I think it's mostly that he's surrounded by all these people, but he can only kill Crystal Lake people, so he's, like, laser-focused. That's what he wants to do, these guys. But he kills those two gang members, though. Well, because they were in his way to get to her, but...
2: Okay, okay.
0: I think he would have killed those guys if they tried to stop him. But he's like, I don't got fucking time for this. The city never sleeps. I gotta go kill these kids.
2: We've all had that.
0: Here's
1: the diner, I think, because she says, there's a maniac trying to kill us. And the lady says,
2: welcome to New York. (laughs) They
1: find no help.
0: The phone's in the back, but it's broken. Jason then, as is his want in New York, absolutely houses the door. He houses the whole wall down and just walks through here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He Kool-Aid mans his ass right in there. And then chases Sean and Rennie down into the sewers. Moments before midnight when obviously, as everyone knows, that's when all the toxic waste floods the sewers of New York City. Of course, yeah. The caustic acid-based sewage. Toxic poop. And it flows out to the ocean every
2: midnight. They do it at midnight so that you know to get out of it. The... But that guy was only wearing like regular galoshes. If it's going to melt a person. He knows the timing. Yeah, it's no time.
0: As long as you're out of there in time. He tries to help them, but he gets a wrench in the head for his troubles. They are about to escape, and then, whoops, here comes the flood. Jason reaches them and then is being dissolved by the acid. But before he does, this is my second big laugh when he sees the water coming and says, Mommy, and starts barfing.
1: And that's a practical effect. When I say practical effect, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Kane Hotter drank a gallon of water, like just straight up right before that scene. That's an actual Kane Hotter. No. Oh. <laughs> Expelling. No. Water from his real. No. <laughs> it is just water barf. <laughs> they had no budget at all, did they? Nope. He was like, you know, I'll do this. <laughs> you want me to do this? I got this. <laughs> From what I understand, Kane Hodder was a very good sport during the whole filming of this movie because there's a lot of grueling things and he was like very funny and like nice to everybody. So that's cool. But yeah, this is the the biggest, most polarizing moment in the movie, too, is they show under the mask and it is just some clown <laughs> stuff. I mean, it's really trash. And I think people wouldn't have been quite so mad to peek underneath the mask
0: if it didn't look quite so bad. He gets some acid to his face. So I think the idea is that his face has already started to melt before the toxic waste flood happens.
1: I don't know. But it looks dumb as hell. It looks really bad. And then whenever the acid hits it, he just turns into a little mushed up pumpkin.
2: (laughs) A little mushed up pumpkin.
0: (laughs) And then back into a perfectly non-deformed regular child. So then, yeah, he burns, dissolves, reverts.
2: You know how New York poop do? Yeah.
0: <laughs> they're back out in New York City. Sean re-gifts her the Statue of Liberty pendant, and they're reunited with Toby. Uh, this fucking sucks. The dog does not die. When they hit the sewers, I almost lost my fucking mind because I clicked to see how much time was left, and I was like, this can't be. There can't be this much movie left. And I hate to say that because I like these movies. And this time, woof! I was so happy to see this one come to an end. This is the spooky season, so there's no, there's no comics to converge. So we're just going to get straight into it. It's the time when we decide who's the best, who's the worst, who's the worst at being the best and the best at being the worst. It's time for Who's Your Hero,
2: Who's Your Villain. I'd be very surprised if there wasn't a Jason comic, but I didn't look it up. <laughs> My hero is Jason. He does not stand for underage shenanigans. I think that's the kind of discipline we need right now. He cares for his craft. He doesn't try to use the same weapon twice. He would have a field day with these TikTokers. Yeah, he's the best. Whippersnappers. This would be trending so quick.
0: I think my hero is going to be JJ, the guitar girl. She's just trying to vibe. She just wants to play her music, amp, cassette tape, in peace. And she's the only one that I don't think did anything wrong to justify being killed. She's like the only one who didn't do a thing. Well, I guess her and Sean and Rennie, but they both lived, so they didn't do a thing. But I think she's a pretty unjust kill. She was just vibing. I agree.
1: My hero is going to be Julius Mann, that guy. He says, my weapons are my fists. And he gave it his all. And not only did he give it his all, he foolishly opened himself up to a punch from Jason after not being able to do anything to him, as opposed to just running away again. But I like his stick to It was over a minute of punching a mask. It had to hurt. And he was really doing it. He did get a couple of
2: rib shots in too, I think.
1: His hands were bloody. The actor himself was actually doing that. He was hitting them because Kane Hodder said, like, I'm wearing all these pads, buddy. Just do it. Let's make it look as real as possible. So he's really punching him. Good for Julius. And as is customary, that means I get to go first for villain, which is why I delayed my hero. Because... My villain's Uncle Principal Daddy Charles.
2: <laughs> he was a bad, bad man.
1: He was not a nice man. He tried to drown Rennie and then basically treated her like a child for her whole life after that. Even whenever she was gonna go on the boat, he was like, She can't go on the boat. She's afraid of water. And like <laughs> you, but she's afraid of water because of you, bro. Like you should have been paying towards therapy or something because you did this bad thing. And not to mention he was just a straight jag to literally everybody.
0: I don't know what he did. It seemed like he was the principal because he was like in charge, but it really aligns more with his character that he is just a biology teacher and that's why he needed that project. And he was just like a big dogging. That's the only place where he has real power, biology grades. I think I'm going to go ahead and say that I really like that uh, Doomsay and Deckhand. I like his vibe. I like that he did tell people as they were boarding his vessel, you're going to die. This ship is doomed. He could have just left. He could
2: have left. Thank you for sailing. Uh, you're doomed. Here's some towels.
0: I'm not going on it. The fact that he's there is crazy. They actually do that on Delta now.
2: <laughs>
0: it's really unspoken when you fly spirit as well. <laughs>
2: <laughs> My villain is Wayne. I don't think it's okay to set up somebody just because you don't like them with blackmail of like some kind of sex crime. That's not a good look. I think Wayne is decidedly just the worst.
1: I agree. Wayne sucks. He killed a guy.
2: He <laughs> did kill a guy. <laughs>
1: so not much fanfare.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, that's pretty much all of that. Now, that being said, uh, we've talked about the guys we've liked that didn't. What about the movie, If someone had never seen this, would you guys recommend it to them?
1: I always say the exact same thing. Gets more interesting probably every single time. If you like slasher flicks, like this is it, you have to watch this. My criteria for a good, or maybe better to say, enjoyable slasher flick is if people are dying in unique ways. And I think this checks all those boxes. Does the story make sense? No. Not even remotely, but neither do any other Friday the 13th movies make a whole lot of sense after maybe the first one. Once it leaves that reality to a supernatural thing, they sort of get to play fast and loose with the rules. As far as like 80s slasher flicks, your classics, I think this one, we said it before, like it's very funny in how bad it is and the weird stuff that they do which I think is born a lot from, like, movies that are made to be scary. This one gives you an easy out to say it's not scary because stupid things happen. So if you were looking for, like, a good time and still hit that, like, horror-adjacent, it's odd to say that a Friday the 13th is horror-adjacent. Of course, it's a horror movie, but it scratches that horror-comedy itch without being
0: a horror-comedy. I don't think I would recommend this. And I honestly think if you took out like the gratuitous nudity and the drug use, this would make like a pretty
2: dope goosebumps. Mid tier scary for like teens.
0: Yeah, because none of the deaths are particularly gruesome. They're all just like cutaways. There's a cool moment when he stabs the rock into the guy's guts where it sizzles. It's like it catches on fire. That's pretty cool. But I would have to disagree. I don't think these kills are very unique. I think they're all kind of a little boring and lackluster. Even with a smaller budget, I think you could have done more interesting things or more inventive things to get a a better reaction. Maybe they were scaling the gore back, like Dave said. But... At the same time, I think this one just is kind of flat. I love all these movies, but I don't know that I'll watch this one specifically again. I'll just probably look at maybe a supercut or something.
1: You guys aren't alone in disliking this. Not to say that it's like my favorite. It's obviously not. But the director also didn't very much like this movie after it was made because he had an idea for what he wanted to do. The studio told him basically, yeah, you don't have near as much money as you need to do what you want to do, so... Keep it on the boat, buddy, because that's what we can afford, these, like, six rooms. And the DVD commentary is basically a lot of him just apologizing for (laughs) how it wound up, which I always think is rather endearing, if not a little bit um, sad, right? I I hate to hear that he didn't get to put his vision on screen, and this is probably, like, his one, his biggest chance, I should say, to get his brand out there and is thwarted at every turn. Not to say it would have been any better, maybe way worse, but it's not what he wanted.
0: Well, it looks like the budget was estimated at five million. It opened at six and grossed a worldwide Canada of fourteen. I have to imagine there's VHS sales wrapped up in there. I can't imagine this made that much cash money because it's uh, not super great. That being said, the Tomatometer and the audience score back Sam and I's judgment up as well. Tomatometer is eleven percent. Audience score twenty seven. So. Not one of the best ones, I would say. On Friday the 13th, they get a pretty bad Tomonomita score, generally speaking, but uh, I think there's better ones out there. Don't watch this one. Go watch 6. Go watch 7. Seven's pretty fucking crazy. Because of the magic of it. Seven's and, pretty cool. Just,
2: there's nothing. There's no figurative or literal magic in this movie. The effects
0: in 7 are actually pretty good from what I recall. All the psychic stuff. Any final Friday the 13th October thoughts? Here's a
1: Rotten Tomatoes review that I think fits what I'm saying pretty well. Taking the serial killer and putting him on a boat isn't the silliest thing you could do. You could always send him to space.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Well, if you'd like to have us talk about another sequel of Friday the 13th uh, head on over to nerdaplexy.com or because it's the spooky season you can specifically go to fleshhorse.com, I'll take you to the same place where you can uh, check out our website to get uh, some RSS feeds, check out our podcast and uh, maybe you can even subscribe at a monthly level which then you would be able to choose a movie of your choice uh, for us to watch and review uh, so uh, head on over to FlushForce.com to do that. If you'd like to reach out and uh, chat with us, you can do that over at Pod on Twitter where you'll be interacting with our social media admiral.
2: It's Dave. Yeah, let me, uh, yeah, let me know what uh, weird horror franchises you're stuck watching, your, whatever curse that you're under. Uh, because we we apparently upset a wizard and we have to watch these movies. But uh yeah, you can hit me up there at the face of day. Be be thankful that we
0: don't have to watch eight movies that are the eighth entry in the franchise. Sam's at PGH underscore SVH. I am at PGH underscore read uh please uh, check us out. Please don't also, please don't also, please don't hesitate to like, review, subscribe, tell a friend, and uh, suggest what movies we should watch for next year. All right. Until we meet again, we'd like to leave you with this thought to ponder. If given the time, do you think Jason have stopped in the uh, Times Square bubblegum shrimp, or is he more of a senior frogs kind of guy? I
1: think he goes to Olive Garden for the breadsticks. He does miss his mom. And when you're there, your family.
0: Just no soup. Salad only, please. Scared of the water. He's already drowned in unlimited soup.